0: Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So today, I want to take some time to do a bit of a a weekly wrap-up video. Talk about a couple different topics. Kind of the big ones that are on my radar right now would be uh, precious metals, obviously. I want to uh, start off with a quick bit about that. But also moving into the stock market, uh, as well as Fed policy and and, and Fed uh, balance sheet reduction, quantitative tightening, and, and why I think people are, again, Forgetting about it, uh, the, the the stock market oftentimes is notorious for I think having a a, a, a very short term memory, and it was you know the the maybe the most bearish factor for the for the stock market you know a month ago, two months ago, and yet. Now nobody's talking about it, but it's still in play. So uh, starting off with precious metals. So silver and gold this week, uh still kind of continuing to, to to tread water. Um and yet I still am in positive on them. Uh it's it's again, trading waters is not super positive. And then the momentum that they had uh through the end of 2018, coming into 2019, even even through the end of January, the big momentum there, you know, that momentum is kind of non-existent at this point. And yet, you know, the big one that I'm watching is not silver, but but gold. And and there's been multiple multiple times now where gold has dipped and it has found support. Strong support just north of 1300, you know, 1302 3 4 5, right in that range time and time again it's dipped. It Looks like it's heading down. And then it recovers. You know, as I speak, you know this is this is around midday, so twelve oh seven, Central Time. So so the markets uh, is going to be open for a little less than three more hours. Uh, you know, as I speak, gold is is back up around thirteen eighteen. Now silver, it it it's kind of popping up a little bit more today. Still hasn't risen as much as gold. That gold to silver ratio remains, you know, eighty four to one in that range. I think. Uh, so that's unfortunate. But again, I'm watching gold right now. If gold can continue to hold on to thirteen hundred. The, the, the more and more people realize that, that it maybe has a, a basement right there that's got a floor at, at, at 1300, and that it's you know the next move is, is likely going to be up, then you know I, I feel very confident that that silver will follow. And ultimately, as I've been saying now, I think we'll outperform between where it's at now and 1400 for gold. I think that ratio is going to shrink 80 to 1 to, to 75 to 1 is where I'd expect to see it, and then beyond that. It's, it's I, gonna, I think it's going to accelerate uh, that, that ratio moving down. That's kind of been my, my stance for a while now, and I'm kind of sticking to it. But, you know, when will gold hit 1400? Will it be before the summer? Will it be in the second half of 2019? Hard to say at this point, but that's just kind of what I'm watching right now for metals. Another thing to keep in mind is that, you know, because of the seasonality of metals, uh, this tends to be a pretty positive time end of December and then heading into the new year for a variety of reasons. And, and because of that, you know, as we kind of move into this middle of February and then into March and ultimately April, it uh, silver and gold tend to, to be certainly silver higher than where it is right now, right? Silver is still down on the year, you know, a, a fair amount, I think a whole dollar cheaper than it was about a year ago. And so where, where am I going with this? Uh, what is kind of big in, in many individuals' finances this time of year. Well, it's tax return season. Now, I don't know what your tax situation looks like. If you have a big return, no return, maybe, you're, maybe you have tax additional taxes to pay, but I'm just saying... You're going to buy silver and gold probably regardless, or you're not going to. But I think it's a positive for the silver and gold markets, especially silver, that it remains so low during tax return season. And and this could, you know, in February, March, we we could see, you know, higher demand for something like like American silver Eagles. already this month. uh, This year, I think, has has been better than last year in terms of, of demand. Uh but again, make those purchase decisions yourselves me personally I, I think it's great you know i have i have other things to spend my return on, but i'm gonna put some towards so towards some silver and and it's nice that it hasn't you know it's not over sixteen dollars and yet you know a year ago sixteen dollar silver would have seemed uh, pretty inexpensive so that's kind of silver and gold right now, you know obviously tying that into to uh fed Policy. Uh, uh, I'll repeat what I've said so many times. Now, you know the next big thing that I'm looking for with silver and gold is a reversal in Fed policy. Now, the reversal's begun, but but once it it, it they cut they, they actually pause and ultimately reverse, i.e., um, quantitative easing uh, and 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 zero uh, percent interest rates are lower. That's going to be the big rally for metals. Now it started, people are talking about this pause. There's no pause right now in Fed policy, maybe in their interest rate hikes, and yet nobody expected them to hike anyways until March, and so I don't know if you'd call it a pause yet until they actually come out in their March meeting and say, we're not going to hike. But regardless, they're they're still doing quantitative tightening. In fact, I think it's today that they're rolling off a pretty decent chunk of their balance sheet, uh, treasury bonds. Uh, That's continuing Quantitative tightening is continuing, and yet, you know, I said I was going to be talking about the stock market and Fed policy. You know, this is something I talked about for so long Uh, through 2018. uh, Sometimes, I I get it. For those of you guys that listen to me a lot, I I probably sound like a broken record. But how many times did I say the U.S. stock market cannot stay elevated at or close to these all-time highs when the Fed is tightening, it makes zero sense. Now, of course, a big part of the rally was the, the Trump tax cuts and the influence that had on the markets, but it's kind of the same deal right now. Yeah, Fed hasn't raised interest rates, and so maybe in, in theory, uh, or, or they're, they're certainly not planning to in March, in theory, maybe financial conditions are loosening somewhat, but, but the liquidity squeeze that has been put on by quantitative tightening, it's still in play right the only difference this time around compared to you know october september of 2018 or or even february of 2018 is that the us economy chinese economy european economies all in a much worse position than they were uh you know 5 months ago or months ago or a year ago much worse position today i think and you have less benefit from things like trump tax cuts Now, China is doing some things to to maybe try and reinflate their their bubble or keep things moving. But, uh, you know, the the difference in in Europe is that the economies are looking much weaker. Uh, They're dealing with uh, a close to recession in Germany, a recession in Italy, yellow vest protests in France, and the whole Brexit thing, which is going to come to a head, I think, pretty soon here in the UK, uh, on the back of the ECB halting their QE program, the Bank of Japan. They've been tapering their bond purchases. And so I, the stock market is, you know what, I don't know. It is getting pretty close to its all-time highs again, the Dow Jones at least. Uh, you know, As we speak, it's in, in the 25, uh, 25, 700 range. So it's about 100 uh, points shy, or sorry, 100, 1,000 points shy of its uh, all-time high back in September uh, which was not a whole lot higher than its all-time high in January 2018, uh, February 2018. So it's coming up on that, and and if it hits it, great. But but I don't know. I, I think it's going to find some resistance there, and it's got a lot of things working against it. And and you know, it's it's interesting because the the stock market keeps getting so fired up about these tr- uh, the, the the trade talks with China, and who knows if there's going to be a deal or not. But let's say there is. You know, something I heard Peter Schiff talking about, you know, that that could be a huge negative for the stock market because it's had these tailwinds from these positive news. I mean, how many times can it rally on the same news of progress and trade talks? Well, I think we're learning that it can rally a lot of times on that news. But eventually, if there is a trade deal, it's not going to get that positive news. It might get a pop. It might find those new all-time highs. And then what's going to be positive from there? Right, uh, somewhat resumption of normality with China. I don't know if there's going to be if we had a normal before. I don't know if we're ever going to get back to that. And of course, there's the alternative that the trade deal, you know, the, these talks are extended, or that this this truce ends and that new tariffs are added. Right. Of course, the other tariffs, as far as I know, are still in place. And so, and, and then there's additional threats of what comes after tariffs, uh, and, and of course the the you know the military confrontations. Uh, that that could potentially occur uh w- with China in the future, so uh, again it's it's looking very bubbly, very frothy right now uh considering what's going on in the world, not to say i mean you remember i'm sure many of you december uh and and January of two thousand and eighteen and how it just had this blow off top it seemed like where it just rallied like two, three thousand points. We're we're having a very similar dynamic right now. Going back to well, really, uh, the 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 Christmas Eve massacre in the stock market. You know, since then it's been mostly a straight line up. There's been a couple down days, but it's been a huge move up in the stock market. Things are looking frothy again. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. And again, the the market can stay. uh, what is it irrational longer than many can stay solvent but you know i i don't really have a hand in the stock market right now so it doesn't concern me uh i wouldn't be surprised if we had another big volatility blow up or just another big blow up in general in the stock market, uh, where where we see it tank uh, pretty significantly move into another correction, another bear market, if that you know, did that bear market ever end? Is this just a big rally? Uh, we'll find out, I think, pretty soon here. And and again, going back to the quantitative tightening, they they've they're not talking about it as much now, but as soon as the Dow, you know, is down a thousand, two thousand points over a couple of weeks, QT is gonna enter back into the conversation. By the end of the halfway through this year, I, I wouldn't be surprised if QT has come to an end. Maybe even by, maybe even sooner. You know, might might take through the end of the year. We we had our first Fed, uh, uh, um, who is it? Uh, Brainerd, um, Fed, the first Fed governor, uh, come out and 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 talk about how maybe we should end it pretty soon. Here, I think she said by the end of this year. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if it happens a whole lot sooner than that. I'd be surprised if we had interest rate cuts by the end of the year. So. Uh, the stock market, you know, lives to fight another day, or you know, it continues to, to to rise to irrational levels. But wow, uh, I think you're gonna see a whole new round of worry here pretty soon. Um, and I'll remind you, it still hasn't hit its high from over a year ago in 2018. Still hasn't hit its high in September. And if it can't hit those new time all-time, new all-time highs and it rolls over once again, uh, I think that's gonna put even more pressure than than we saw in in late 2018 so that's what i'm watching right now and of course that ties into precious metals both from a demand perspective because of money moving from stocks into to metals but also from from a a dollar perspective that the fed is clearly on the path to loosening eventually and easing policy uh, they're on their path to eventually pausing both interest rates and qt and then it's qe and interest rate cuts so just a matter of time so uh this video is actually not—I don't think—as long as my podcast or video, whatever you want to call it. It's not as long as as some of my other ones out there. But yeah, this is what I got for the week. I'm—I'm—I'm a—I I'm, I'm, uh, don't know. It's—it's—it's it's, it's kind of a holding pattern for metals as as stocks continue to move up. But I—I uh, I remain positive. And again, going back to things like tax refunds or you know the price of metals, I see it as a buying opportunity for me personally. Make that decision for yourself. Don't take any of this as investment advice. One's man's one man's analysis, one man's opinion, but. Um yeah, it's it's uh on on one hand, you know, coming into February here, I I saw silver and gold maybe heading much much higher. They've stalled out here, and if that means I get to buy some extra silver at these prices, uh then then so be it because, you know, I, this goes back to a video I made quite a while now. Quite quite a while ago now. Uh that that sub $20 silver, I think will soon be a thing of the past. Uh now I think silver's lower or around where it was when I made that. I don't know where it was at that time, but I think it, it it stands true to this day. The valuation of the dollars is basically a sure thing at this point, and 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 there's just so many reasons to be bullish on metals. Um, and and I think this this recent momentum that we've seen in the last six months for metals, uh, maybe four months, uh, it's uh, the turning point is here. Is this a new bull market for metals? Well, I mean that remains to be seen, but. Uh, me personally, I think it is. I I could have to eat those words in the future, but I think it is. But I'll I'll let you make that judgment call for yourself. As always, I'd like to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast. I appreciate you guys all a ton. Patreon supporters, I appreciate you guys a ton. Those of you guys that are just here watching, liking, commenting, subscribing, etc. You guys are what makes this happen. My podcast listeners at R on YouTube. You guys are what makes this happen. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart and God bless.